Hey, welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us every week, uh, like I'm assuming you do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to you know, make myself feel better about that. Uh, I'm joined by Derek over there, uh, my co-host, and I'm Bino. Uh, you find us online at Get Geekish or GetGeekish.com. Uh, I like to share the geeky things we can find time to be a part of in the world. And uh, we're doing something we haven't done in a while. We generally take some time once a month or so to do a celebrity spotlight on one of our favorite actors or actresses. And it's, it's been a few weeks, so we decided to bring that back. And if you can't tell by uh, Derek's background over there, oh. we're going to talk about the queen of sci-fi, Miss Sigourney Weaver. I like how you threw one of her nicknames in there. You like that? Yeah. The sci-fi queen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like knowing stuff gives me credibility. Damn it, cat. <laughs> Uh, but Sigourney Weaver, uh, you know, big break from the Alien franchise. The Alien 1 movie was her her big Hollywood break in it. Um, she's been in a lot of things. And she, for such a household name, she doesn't have near as big uh, an IMDb list as some of the, as I would have guessed she would have had. But I think this means she gets to pick and choose things she wants to be a part of. <laughs> Well, I think I think that's exactly it. I think she gets to sit there and go, yeah, no, I, I don't need to do that. I mean, she does. I mean, she's been a voice in video games. She's been in. You yeah, know, not saying she hasn't done a lot, but yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, if you look at what she does, she does usually bigger product or projects. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And for for those of you who don't know much about Sigourney Weaver or don't know a lot of intimate details about her, uh, she was born Susanna Alexandra Weaver. Back in 1949 in New York City. And, pop quiz, she started calling herself Sigourney at 14. Do you know where she got the name Sigourney from? No, but you're going to tell us, so I'm happy I am, about that. I am. Because th- that's just a weird thing right there, to go from Savannah to Sigourney. So, hit it. She, went, uh, she found the name uh, after reading F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. She really liked the name and decided that's what she wanted to be called for it as being an actress. Because I mean, honestly, it's name changes seem so strange, but at the same point, you can literally fill out some paperwork and change your name to whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> technically, I don't remember Sigourney in. It was or, probably some side character, something like that. But that's it's yeah. it was in that book somewhere that she liked it, and ever well, since she was fourteen year old, that's that's what she went with. And, and one one thing too is before, you know, before Alien, she was. It looks like what, like a couple of couple of movies. One huge one was Annie Hall, but she didn't really have a huge role in that. Yeah, she was the the girlfriend, but she was in the movie for like seven and a half seconds. Yeah, so she's credited with it being her first movie, but <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, 1979 rolls around. She's an alien, which that movie is great. I just I love it. Um, and then I, she, I, then, I feel like Aliens came out at a weird time for me because I was a neurotically terrified little kid. Uh, so that came out, you know, when I was very, very young. So the whole Alien trilogy was like my elementary school years or less, and they were terrifying to me. And to this wow, not, day, not Alien Three. Come on, <laughs> that one's not. <laughs> when you're nine, Alien Three is a little scary, right? You were nine in 1992. Were you? 12. There you go. I told you I was a wussy 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a problem with 
feelings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, fair enough. But yeah, anyway. Alien, I mean, they, they are a monumental trilogy. And I'm not saying I dislike them. It's every time I watch them, I just have those weird flashbacks of being terrified as a child. Right. And for movies made at that time, the special effects in Aliens were hands down phenomenal for sci-fi, especially for sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Like they were creepy and realistic and realistic. <laughs> you can you, go put alien next to almost any other alien movie from the early eighties. And it's like big foam green heads on guys. You know, it's <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But, and then, you know, in between alien and aliens, the sequel, she was in the uh, ghostbusters film. You know, no Zool, only Dana. Only Dana. Or no Dana, only Zool. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, that didn't sound right. Could have gone the other way with that. Yeah, right. Um, and then, you know, a few other movies that I hadn't heard about. I forgot she was in Gorillas in the Mist. Oh, yeah. And she's actually, that's actually a big part of uh, her life now, I guess. Yeah, Not, it is. Uh, she actually does a lot of stuff. Where did I write this down here? I, I, I took notes. If I can't I find them on there, but she she does some stuff with some foundations uh, that help save gorillas, and she goes she's been back for a couple of different things down there, and is actually one of the the spokespeople for one of the big groups after that. So it was not just an acting role for, her. which is pretty cool. And you know you gotta. I'm really glad that I mean because if you look at it, she's been in a few sequels, obviously you know with Ghostbusters and Alien franchise. Um, some people don't stick around. She's been in four Alien movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Resurrection. She was in that one um, in 97. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, she was also in that snow white film, which is kind of, I mean, right up your alley. It's terrifying. It's snow white, a tailored terror. So well, you speak of sticking around too with franchises. She was in ghostbusters and ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm. And she was in ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? And she's in ghostbusters afterlife that got pushed back the next year. Oh, she's in the new one. Mm hmm. Oh, nice. And, and then she she's was gonna in, be she's in an Avatar, and then she's in yep. at least the next two or three Avatars where they got slated for that. So when she signs up for a franchise, obviously she believes in it. Like, yeah, I'll be in all of them. You don't have to come back. Although I think the funny thing is, uh, was it the, the fourth Alien movie? Resurrection. I, like, I think he's in a Resurrection. Her salary to be in Alien Resurrection was more than the budget for the original Aliens movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean inflation okay gorillas I found the gorilla thing so she actually went back to Rwanda where they filmed gorillas in the mist for a BBC special called gorillas revisited and she's a supporter of the Diane Fossey gorilla fund and is out now it's actually honorary chairperson for that that's pretty cool yeah that is that's what I was trying to think of. I was like, she's in an animated movie that we just watched not too long ago. Yeah, she's the uh, ship's computer in Wally. Yep, and of ship's computers, she was also in an episode of Futurama as the female ship that mm-hmm. Bender fell in love with. You know what's funny? <laughs> she was in Paul. So like, she also takes some roles where you're watching and you're like, wait, what? So Paul's that weird alien movie that seth rogan's the voice of the alien but that um, was a pretty decent movie yeah, yeah, seth, right. seth rogan's voice and simon Pegg. there's there's some there's some great one-liners in that movie yeah it's all right she was also in <laughs> chappy which i totally su- forgot about finding mm-hmm. dory she was actually in that as sigourney weaver cause that's what i was trying to think of i was like she i heard her voice recently in a whole bunch of animations <laughs> 
and that's that's it. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite movies, Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. She's along now with Alan Rickman and Tim Allen. Oh wow, you weren't kidding. She's in Avatar two, three, four, five. Yeah, like it's it's on Wikipedia, <laughs> so obviously it's going to happen. <laughs> She's Louise, man. I mean, even little things like she was the director in Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it all kind of thing, and, and it, it all stemmed that when she started in acting, she, her entire life, uh, her parents were in Hollywood. Her mom, Elizabeth Inglis, was an actress, and her dad was the former NBC president, Sylvester Weaver. So she was in the entertainment world since she was little. But according to some of these uh, interviews and stuff I read about her, she had a very big problem with uh, being self-conscious. Which I could see. Yeah, she was super, super tall, and her mom told her that she was very plain-looking. So in one of these things, in her, she was reportedly over 5'10 and a half by the time she was 14. That's, that's a huge junior high school kid. She only yeah. grew another inch after that, but she grew up being super taller than all the other girls in her class. And uh, the thing about her mom saying she was plain looking, I, I think she said in one of her, I was in a memoir or interview, she said, if, you, if your mom thinks you're, you're not pretty, then who else is going to think you're pretty? So she struggled with these issues most of her life and you know, probably thinking she wasn't good enough or wasn't enough to play these roles, but she has become, as we talked about, the, the nickname of the sci-fi queen. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I would really, I know it's not going to happen, but a galaxy quest too, I know was talks for a little bit, but it's, I don't think it's going to happen without Alan Rickman now. Cause I yeah. mean, he was, he was a heart of that movie as well, but it, it's one of those ones where you look at it, anything that she does. And again, when she pops up, you're like, Hey, <laughs> that's Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Um, she's been nominated three times for an Academy Award, three BAFTAs with one win on that one, seven Golden Globe nominations with two wins. She's also earned a Tony and a Drama Desk nominations for her work on the stage, which is huge. So, I mean, she does stuff not just for film, but for stage, which is great. I, I love it when you meet an actor who can be like a little versatile in that aspect, I guess. I, I always find it impressive when you see somebody or that is a, a full on actor or actress that can make you believe they're other people versus somebody that got lucky to be cast in a popular movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of those and not taking away because some of them still played great rules, but some people that have uh, made names for themselves in Hollywood for basically being themselves on screen. I don't have the, they're, they're not even in the same, I don't want to say level of talent, but it's just a different, it's apples to oranges type of thing. Like <laughs> there's, there's the craft behind it. And some people are you know, more versed than others. And I, I would, I would venture to this day that Sigourney falls much more on the well-versed path. I think she would be one of the ones, like if I met her, I would be like little starstruck. Cause I'd be like, yeah, yeah. it's little. you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you, you mentioned that she, you know, helps with the gorillas and everything like that, but she also brought, you know, kind of a widespread, widespread awareness kind of to the threat that the ocean habitats are. So she's using her fame for good. Well, that's well. right. The news conference for the uh, United Nations General Assembly thing she did. Mm-hmm. For about uh, the threat to the ocean habitats posed to deep sea thralling. So, mm-hmm. or trawling. So, I mean... That's that's pretty good. 
Um, she also speaks French and German fluently, which not, not a lot of celebrities can do that. I don't think. So. I'm, I, I, I took six years of Spanish and I can barely speak tourist Spanish, let alone something fluent. Jeez. <clears throat> and, and apparently if you see Sigourney Weaver, don't try and take her in an elevator. Yeah, no, don't. I was just, she, I just saw that. She's afraid to travel in elevators, according to my reading. Which I could see. I, I have a touch of claustrophobia. Not, not bad, like I can't be in small spaces, but I've got just enough, like if something gets pinned me down. And I can see in a small elevator, like if I get in a packed elevator, I get uncomfortable. And I can imagine somebody very easily getting that point of, nope, 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 not going to get in a death box with a bunch of people tied to a cable. Nope, not going to happen. Well, the thing is, too, is if you get in an elevator, try not to think about like everything that can happen because of what movies have taught us. But, <laughs> you know. And if there's ever an emergency anywhere and you're in a tall building, what is the first thing they do? They say, use the, the stairs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, so one of the facts that I saw that I kind of want to like know more about was in 1962, her family moved to San Francisco briefly and it just says it was an unpleasant experience for her. I want to know why. Cause it says later they moved back to East to Connecticut, but they didn't, where's that gap in between there? Like, I want to know what was unpleasant about moving to San Francisco. You know, it's the little details in celebrities' lives. Like, <laughs> it's the little details in celebrities' lives when you when you see stuff like that. You're like, I don't know more. I, I, I don't care what your favorite cocktail is. I, I want to know that. That's the way I, I think that uh, somebody needs to come up with a way to recapture the magic of VH1's behind the music. Because if they did it for musicians, they give you all those untold backstories and they, right. they put enough drama into it, but they didn't make drama up. They literally just put what was there and then made it sound super dramatic. Whereas a lot of reality shows now try and just literally create drama out of nothing. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like some actors and actresses, there'd be some amazing stories that somebody could just sit down and get the, the inside dirt on some of these and then share that with the world. But right. there are probably some personal issues mixed in there that, you know. <laughs> well, you know that she retired from the public life for a little bit uh, right around Ghostbusters 2 time because that's when she found out she was pregnant. So she decided to kind of retire, you know, not from filmmaking itself, but also from the public to kind of get away and spend time with her family, which is something you don't see a lot of now. And it's usually like, oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, take a look at my kid type of thing. <laughs> It's it's nice when a celebrity, of course, back then, I guess they had the ability to kind of get away from the world. Uh-huh. Now that technology is so advanced, I don't know if that'd be able to happen, but. She's, she's got a, a good smatter of stuff, too, if you follow her on Instagram or Twitter. She's got a pretty good smattering of uh, stuff to follow. If you're a fan, she posts all kinds of photos from movie sets and throwback photos. And she she passes the celebrity test we have. Of it looks like a lot of the photos she have are showing you glimpses into stuff she's actually doing. They're not all doctored magazine cover photos. There's a few super high edited ones, but there's other ones that are behind the scenes, you know, low quality selfies with somebody with a goofy expression on. And, you know, there's stuff for wearing masks behind the set of a TV show and getting stuff ready for things. So it's, I, this is a stupid thing for me, but I really enjoy when celebrities share that realism part with it 
and they don't try to portray that their life is this magical, you know, yeah. magic carpet ride of money and champagne bubbles and servants everywhere. That's like, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I make movies for a living. <laughs> so let's let's rewind back here real quick because she's also, yeah. You look at some of the roles that she's done, and it's usually a woman in power, which especially in the seventies, unheard of. Well, maybe not unheard of, but not common. Yeah. It was, right? it was, it was out of the ordinary. Yeah. And so she often plays women of enormous strength and stature, which is pretty cool because I remember the first time that I saw alien, um, you know, I mean, I didn't see it when it came out, obviously it came out in 1979. I wasn't even around yet, but I think I saw it in the nineties and I'm watching this film, right? I grew up with the Westerns that have, you know, the male leads that are always the heroes and everything like that. And watching other action films with Arnold and Sylvester Stallone that are always the heroes and they're machismo. So here I am watching this movie and she's the only girl really on the ship. I didn't think anything of it. And when she turns out to be the hero, I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Because if that had been written by somebody else to be a USA Up All Night movie, she would have been a damsel in distress and her spacesuit would have got torn half off and then she would have died or somebody would come in and save her. But she was a, I almost said a bad word. Uh, She was a very strong person. Yeah, Yeah, BA. Yeah, yeah. She's a BA. (laughs) Well, the thing is too is, and I love, this is I think why I love the sequel. A lot of people don't like the sequel because they're like, it's not a horror movie. It's more of an action movie. I don't care. They took what the first, one built up right and they took that character they and sigourney weaver made that character strong she made ripley great and they took that and put it in the sequel and made her even more of a ba especially with that line with you know with this part right here you know with the little girl and saving her i was just like yeah (laughs) so i mean it's great that i mean I don't have much of a leg to stand on, but I mean, it's great for me to see this and go, you know what? She is awesome. And you look at other roles too. She is pretty like strong and everything like that. Even in, I mean, even in Ghostbusters when she was the damsel in distress. She, she, she was, she, she was the, the damsel in distress, but she was a single mother working a job, mm-hmm. taking care of a kid and trying to not put up with bill murray's crap hitting on her like <laughs> exactly and that's what, that's what i was going for is like you look at all of her roles and they're pretty they're pretty awesome like she is in my fair opinion a great role model and i can't wait to you know my daughter's still a little young to, to watch the alien movie but uh you know to show that to her <laughs> okay i'll call Who you when the nightmare sleep. start <laughs> but i can't wait to show her roles like that i mean when we watched galaxy quest you know that was a whole pun of that movie was in the show galaxy quest she was the damsel in distress and she wanted to be more than that and more empowering everything like that and i love how they wrote that in there you know how her character is supposed to be oh look at me hmm," type of thing and they were like they made her tired of that whole stigmata type of thing or stigma thing and they're just like (laughs) that's a different that's a different podcast but this whole stigma of the thing and said hey you know you keep being strong. And I, I love that she does not act down, I guess. Is, is that a word? Act down. Yeah, well, you know. I think you know what, what I'm mean. talking about. I think you so, yeah. I mean. 
yeah, it's, and it, and it's not cheesy or out of place. It's, it's very real, very believable. I think that's where the role model part comes in. It's not mm-hmm. like she's suddenly Supergirl in the alien movie and she's suddenly has got magical powers that can destroy stuff. She's literally just human <laughs> surviving, surviving. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, I found out I am in good company with being a little scared of the alien movies when I was a kid. One of Sigourney Weaver's best friends is Jamie Lee Curtis. They've been friends for a long, long, long time. And apparently Jamie Lee Curtis told her that she still hasn't actually seen the alien movies because she was too scared of them. But Jamie Lee Curtis was in all the Halloween movies. Well, most of the Halloween movies, (laughs) which is a horror movie, right? So yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I would still go with as a child, the alien movies way scarier than the Halloween movies. (laughs) Don't you wish you could just go back in time and, and relive you know, because I remember like that whole chestburster scene too, which is, I was like, <gasps> so in the, in the great thing too, is, you know, the, we all know now that that part was kind of unscripted. They knew that something was going to happen, but they didn't know that. So when you see everybody's face it's in that real it's, reaction, yeah, it's a real reaction. And, you know, not to take away from the other female in alien, but it's just, I'm glad that they went the route that they did with Sigourney Weaver and Ripley and making her the focal point. Yeah. So. Cause it, it was, it was a breakout role for her, but for that franchise as well, if one of the other Marines had been the pro- main protagonist movie, I don't think it would have had near the character. Like it, it would have been, ah, it's another alien movie. Cool. Whatever. Right. But the way they wrote her into it, the way she acted, it created this icon that people just latched onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Bravo all around. It's my round of applause. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> need my flashlight so we can sl- shine the celebrity spotlight on her, right? That's what right. we need. Yeah. So we need props. Because that way anybody that's not watching YouTube can get really confused. <laughs> Why'd they go quiet? And Why'd we hear a halogen light kick on? <laughs> and now there's crying. Anyway, uh, let us know on social media. Go to at GetGeekish or go to GetGeekish.com. We've got links to get to wherever you need to go. But uh, chime in and what your favorite Sigourney Weaver role was. Because we, we, we have our favorites, but I want to know what your favorites are. And especially if it's one of those scenes that maybe she wasn't a main character, but she played a small part in something that you absolutely adored. I want to hear about it. Let's share it. At GetGeekish. And uh, anything else you got to add for this week, Derek? Uh no, but I might it might be time for another alien kind of uh binge watching session. Even though three and resurrection are <laughs> but uh you know they're still watchable, so we'll add them to the queue. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's uh what we know about Sigourney Reaver, and uh we'll talk at you next week. Pew.